welcome to another episode of Parmenio for the Modern Day Chief of Staff. On this episode, it's all about proxy mastery. What is it? How is it achieved? And why is it important for the Chief of Staff? That's what we're going to be covering. Before we get into the podcast, let's just look at the specific areas we're going to discuss. First of all, we are going to define proxy mastery and what that means. I'm giving some examples and some uh, specific cases. Second, we're going to uh, articulate what does that do for the organization in terms of what outcomes does that accomplish. Third, we're going to talk at a high level about the operating rhythm of the organization and cadence and how um, proxy mastery as one of four key practice areas or pillars allows the chief of staff to more efficiently um, pace the operating rhythm at the tempo and cadence that the CEO wishes. Fourth, and finally, we're going to discuss how the chief of staff can use a number of specific skill sets and tasks in three phases um, to implement um, the skills of, of a proxy and to master it over three phases. Okay, so that's what we're going to be covering on the podcast here. So first of all, let's define what proxy mastery is. And we can say basically it's the ability of the of the chief of staff to um, speak in the voice and write in the pen of the CEO or as the CEO would given a specific issue or circumstance or decision. This means that the uh, chief of staff and the CEO have a very strong shared understanding of the CEO's decision-making style and how how the CEO thinks about um, issues and and decisions. Means that the um, chief of staff understands how the CEO thinks about the implications of different situations and decisions. Means that the chief of staff can anticipate and understand what's important to the CEO, meaning that the the chief of staff can filter out things that are less important, synchronize and integrate things that are, and for the things that are less important, the chief of staff can then be or take the point on those things, moving those um, less important, less untimely issues or decisions off the CEO's plate and moving the things that are important that do need the CEO's attention onto their schedule. So understanding how the CEO thinks about different issues and decisions and what's important and what's not important and speaking in the same voice and pen of the CEO. So there's consistency of messaging, consistency of information that's flowing out to the organization. So the organization's moving in one direction, right? You think about it, um, and if uh, a quick example given the the White House, Um, the White House press secretary, not the chief of staff, but it's, it's a similar kind of, uh, of thing that we're talking about. When the White House press secretary goes out and speaks to the press every day, 
The press secretary has to be on message with the president's policies and directives, because if they're not, there's going to be a lot of controversy and conflict, and that just creates more work. So in this situation, what we want is the chief of staff to be on point, on message, and consistent with the CEO's wishes in terms of how they make decisions and how they think about different policies and different issues within the organization. Um, I'd like to give the example that when Leon Panetta was uh, chief of staff to Bill Clinton, what Leon Panetta said was, um, there's certain decisions that I'm going to make and I'm, I'm not gonna bother President Clinton with. There, 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 there's no need. There's certain decisions that I'm gonna make and then brief President Clinton on and there's certain decisions that I'm going to escalate to President Clinton. So understanding the different levels of decisions like that and, and what's important and what's not for Panetta and Clinton was an important shared understanding. And as the chief of staff to you, whoever the CEO is that you're working with, you want to create a, a, an agreed upon shared understanding like that and maybe even more robust, of course, because there are certain decisions and certain information that the chief of staff should work to filter and push out to the edges That's as appropriate too, right? To keep that operating rhythm and cycle moving. Okay, so as the chief of staff is working to master the ability to be proxy, um, to speak in the voice and pen of the CEO, that then gives the organization a number of, of positive attributes because um, it allows you to extend essentially the shadow or the uh, figure of the CEO to a greater level in the organization. The CEO may be uh, working on a capital raise or IPO and would be spending a, a lot of time doing that. CEO is working on that. The chief of staff is working on some other issues um, in the organization to keep the operating rhythm and cycle moving. And the chief of staff is doing that in the same voice and pen as the CEO would. Um, so it allows the organization to keep moving in a much crisper manner, even if the CEO is doing something such as a capital raise or uh, an IPO. It allows the CEO um, to be acting on the most important and timely issues uh, on a more consistent basis because the chief of staff, knowing that they have a strong shared understanding with the CEO, um, just as we said, can push down and push up important things or things that need to be filtered out. The CEO um, can be working on only the most important and timely issues that need to be on any given day. And the chief of staff is working on the less important issues um, and delegating those out or making decisions or serving in the role of the chief of staff as proxy as needed. Okay, so doing all those things and achieving a high level of proxy mastery, um, you hear about this idea of this force multiplier effect, right? Well, that's kind of what we're driving at here now. High level of proxy mastery allows the force multiplier effect um, to come into a state of being, right? Okay, um, one of the things that's interesting is that 
Louis Berthier, who was Napoleon's chief of staff, um, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, but it's a good, um, it helps to illustrate the effectiveness of a, of a strong proxy mastery relationship. The saying was that Louis Berthier was the only one who could read and interpret Napoleon's handwriting. <laughs> and so Berthier was the only one who could take the commands and implement them. More likely of the case is that Berthier, because he was a longtime chief of staff to Napoleon, um, developed a very strong intuitive sense of what um, Napoleon's intentions were without having to get a lot of clarification from Napoleon himself because uh, Berthier was so used to working uh, with Napoleon. And so having that kind of telepathic uh, energy between CEO and chief of staff is ultimately a great end state because then the chief of staff has a really, really good, strong understanding of what the CEO's intents are and what their directives are and, and what that means in terms of what are the implications of that. So high proxy mastery makes things easier, faster, and quicker. Okay. Now we've talked a lot about operating rhythm and tempo and cadence and how important it is and how that is a key core role of the chief of staff to keep things moving and pacing. We've talked about four practice areas or four pillars that the chief of staff can use to keep the cycle of um, the operating rhythm moving. And we talked about those, it's proxy, projects and process, the ability to have a schedule mastery, and the ability to function as a, in a strategy or an advisory role. We've got another podcast on schedule areas have implications for one another that have to be done in unison, right? And we're gonna give you some examples of what that means, but let's focus now on proxy mastery for the rest of this podcast. As far as, um, developing proxy mastery, the chief of staff can use a number of tasks and skills to further master and accelerate their ability to become uh, a, a proxy and have proxy mastery in a more efficient manner. Let's just go through um, seven, of them, seven of them here. First of all is immersion. Immersion into what? The policies, the goals, the objectives of the organization and you can immerse yourself by working on the agenda and materials for the staff meetings, for the annual planning process, for any quarterly uh, reviews, for any quarterly financial reporting, for the board meetings. Um, those are just a number of core things that the uh, chief of staff can be integrated in and immersing themselves on to have a real strong understanding of what's important in the organization. Because working on those things you will develop that. So diving into those will allow you to have a much greater level of immersion. Okay, second, shadowing. Shadowing is basically um, finding the space on the CEO's schedule where the CEO wants you to sit in and listen to the CEO speak about different issues, about decisions, about things that are going on in the organization. So. That goes hand in hand with scheduling because if you're getting off the ground and working on scheduling mastery, 
you're sitting down and having conversations with the CEO about what are some appropriate times um, to be shadowing. And I'm sure the CEO will have some um, solid ideas about that. Um, an interesting note, I saw a um, job description for uh, chief of staff position last week. And one of the things it said was, you're not going to be a gatekeeper or a shadow, okay? And the, the job description was actually pretty good. It was, uh, core, it was relevant and core. It was pretty succinct in terms of what they were looking for. It had a lot of the attributes that we discuss here. Um, but what, let's just say you're not trying to be, quote unquote, the shadow to who the CEO. Shadowing is a task or a skill that you use to learn to understand how the CEO thinks about decisions and issues and implications so that at the end of the day, you can speak in the same voice and pen as the CEO, okay? And it's not that you're going to be a shadow. You're using shadowing to help master the proxy skill, okay? Um, as you're shadowing, one of the things that you can be using is specific observational skills, okay? There are some specific tools that you can use to master and enhance your, your observational skills, and one of them is called visual literacy. Uh, and we talk about that in the book that will be out soon called Parminio, um, but if you want to look it up now, we'll probably do a podcast on it, using a skill set of practicing your observational skills using visual literacy um, can help you to accelerate how you observe other people in other instances and, and scenarios and things that are happening, again, to accelerate your ability to have proxy mastery. All right, the next skill set, transparency. Uh, it's not really a skill set, so to speak, but when you're Working with a new CEO or in a new organization, um, and you, if you, the CEO is desiring a tight uh, relationship and you serving in the proxy role, they're gonna have to meet, be transparent in many ways. Their schedule, uh, perhaps their emails, perhaps phone calls, where you sit next to them. All those things and the greater level of transparency that the two of you have with each other will allow you to immerse yourself faster and to get a greater understanding of exactly how the CEO thinks about things and that's what you want. Interesting enough, in the George W. Bush uh, administration, um, every phone call, every meeting that George W. Bush had, um, somebody from the chief of staff's office would sit in on it um, because they want to understand what's being discussed and they want to understand what's, how the president is thinking about things so that, again, the relationship between chief of staff and uh, the president could be very tight and coupled. The only meetings that a chief of staff uh, representative would not sit in on would be a meeting that would said private next to it and that would mean like friends and family of of of, of president bush that uh typically they're not discussing any policies or anything like that so again uh, transparency important another skill set that the chief of staff can use is a, an approach called cognitive apprenticeship it's a form of mentoring and it involves modeling coaching, fading, articulation, reflection, and exploration. So there's six pieces to it. 
And again, um, it's just a more succinct way of, of using mentoring and, and mentee skill sets. Again, uh, if you want to learn more about that, we'll have uh, chapters about that in our book that's coming out. And you can also look it up yourself, Cognitive Apprenticeship, if you want to learn more about that. But it, it's an approach that's designed for the transfer of tacit knowledge. Tacit knowledge tends to be information and knowledge that is hard to pass on from one person to another just in written form. It has to be experienced, it has to be coached, it has to be modeled. It's the heuristics and mental models that a CEO will use from all the wisdom and experience that they've gained. So using cognitive apprenticeship is a, is a very good approach. Six, you can also use role play where you play the role of the CEO. The CEO, again, gives you feedback on how you're uh, approaching it and how the CEO would speak about it. And seven, you can also use mental rehearsals where you're just rehearsing uh, individually in speaking and in writing as the voice and pen of the CEO. Uh, mental rehearsals are powerful. It allows you to practice and allows you to refine your skill sets in terms of how you think, all right? So we can use those seven different uh, skill sets, tasks, um, to um, develop kind of a three-stage plan of phase one, phase two, phase three, in terms of how you look to implement and master um, the skill sets of a proxy over time. And if you do this in a very deliberate manner, and you, you really focus on it, you can accelerate your ability um, to gain proxy mastery sooner. Again, this must be coupled tightly with schedule mastery because the two revolve around each other, right? And let's just look at how it happens. So phase one, I'm gonna be using some specific skill sets and some specific uh, tools to uh, start to master the skill set of being a proxy. So, uh, number one, uh, I'm going to start with uh, scheduling and I'm going to integrate shadowing and transparency into that. So if I'm sitting down and I'm working and reviewing the uh, CEO schedule on a weekly, daily basis, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is, is shadowing. What are shadowing opportunities? Where does the CEO want me to sit in and listen to their conversations? And then that can be built into the schedule um, going forward. So proactive, positive approach to implement shadowing opportunities within the CEO schedule reflected on the chief of, chief of staff schedule. Second, um, transparency. So having a conversation right away uh, about uh, the level of transparency that the CEO wants will help to set the stage um, for your ability to immerse yourself right? Third is uh, immersion. In immersion, we talked about policies, goals, and objectives. And this is something that you'd want to have scheduled uh, already and talked about on the schedule mastery uh, topic, right? Because all these kind of standing meetings are going to be opportunities for the chief of staff to be working, integrating, and driving, you know, preparing agendas, working on materials, prepping the CEO for these different um, sessions. So 
if you're already working on these things as part of your schedule mastery uh, topics, then you've already started to integrate your ability to immerse yourself, right? Fourth is the skill sets of observation using visual, visual literacy methods and other observational skills. Really paying attention to how the CEO behaves, what they say, how they act, so that you can really understand and immerse yourself and gain a strong shared understanding of exactly what are the CEO's decision-making, what's their philosophy and style? How do they think about things? How do they think about implications of their decisions? What's important to them? What's not? I'm observing things, writing these things down, and then reflecting on them at the end of each day and week will allow you to accelerate your skill sets to a much uh, higher degree, all right? Uh, fifth, using cognitive apprenticeships approach. Uh, approach. Again, you can be uh, modeling uh, the CEO. You can be getting coaching from the CEO. You can be articulating certain things that you're seeing and you can be reflecting uh, daily and weekly on what you're learning. All these things will help to immerse yourself and accelerate you in the role of chief of staff and as an effective proxy, okay? Moving on to uh, phase two. So phase one is kind of getting up and running. Phase two is kind of um, starting to sprint a little bit faster, right? So in phase two, uh, one of the things I'm gonna do is less shadowing. Still, we're still gonna be doing shadowing, but less of it. Um, transparency will already have been established in phase one. Um, observation, we continue this observation. We continue it along side by side with shadowing and along with other uh, scenarios and situations where you can observe the CEO and other people in the organization to see how different people are interacting, right? Uh, fourth, again, we're gonna wanna keep using cognitive apprenticeship uh, skill sets. And at this time, we can start to expand on it a little bit more, right? Uh, we can use fading, fading meaning um, the CEO kind of falls back and watches your performance and gives you um, coaching afterwards. You can also be starting to look for exploration opportunities and growth, right? Um, so you can start to expand and in safer areas, but with um, giving the CEO watching and giving you feedback. At the end of the day, you want to be able to speak and write in the voice and pen of the CEO. You two have a strong shared understanding. You understand their decision-making style and philosophy. You understand what's important to them and what's not important to them. Doing all these things will allow you to, again, increase the effectiveness of the office of the CEO. It allows you to become that force multiplier that you're looking for, all right? Um, at the same time, you can add some role play and mental rehearsals into your repertoire, again, to accelerate your ability to have uh, proxy mastery. Phase three is really where it all starts to come together, right? You're gonna be doing less shadowing. You're still gonna be using uh, cognitive apprenticeship skills, using role play, using mental rehearsals. Um, you're gonna be still immersing yourself within uh, the functions and organization. But now what you're gonna wanna start to do is a lot more proactive anticipatory work, right? And that comes hand in hand with 
um, schedule mastery, right? What that means is you are going to be anticipating opportunities where you can work and, and serve as proxy. You're reviewing the schedule with the CEO. You're anticipating things. You're looking for opportunities to say, hey, this, this might be a place where you want me to serve as proxy. And over time, it just becomes much more fluid because the two of you develop a high level of trust with each other over time. You're going to be looking for options um, in presenting those to the CEO. You're going to be starting to move things up and out, integrating and synchronizing things on the CEO schedule and filtering things out that you can take care of, right? Serving as that proxy role. The end of the day, we want the important and timely issues and decisions to be bubbling up to the CEO's schedule so that they're working on the things that they should be working on as the CEO. And other things which can be filtered down and filtered to the edges, the chief of staff is working on those as proxy or the chief of staff is working to push those out to the edges right where other people in the organization um, could be either making decisions or taking care of issues that don't need to go to the CEO at the end of the day what we want here is a highly tuned machine we want the operating rhythm to be flowing at a high velocity or a velocity that matches the pace that the CEO wants the organization to be moving at. The cycle of decisions and information is moving. Things aren't getting stuck. Things are moving along. The ability of the chief of staff to function at a high level over time as proxy will allow this process to happen in a much more smoother and efficient manner. And if the chief of staff has a clear and deliberate plan and approach to mastering the skill sets of proxy, as we outlined here, that'll be a much easier path to get there. All right. So again, what we've done here is we've covered uh, proxy mastery. We've defined it. We've talked about the outcomes of what that brings and the positive attributes to the organization. We've talked about the four core practice areas and skill sets, proxy mastery, project and process mastery, schedule mastery, and strategy and, and advisory, and how those four skill sets help the chief of staff to keep the operating rhythm and tempo moving at the pace the CEO desires. We talked about the associated skill sets involved in proxy mastery and how those skills and tasks can be implemented in three phases um, to accelerate the chief of staff's ability to achieve proxy mastery quicker. Okay, so that's the episode of Parminio. We're so glad that you took the time to join us. Um, please, if you have any questions, send me an email at glenn2ends at parminio.co. And thank you once again for listening to another episode of Parminio.